Hey everybody, welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. Today we're going to be digging into fear, faith, and formulas. What does our fear do to us? How does it make us act in strange ways? As I was thinking about this podcast episode today and trying to kind of think about what I wanted to share with you guys, this idea of fear just kept coming back up in my mind. As I look around at our culture, at society, at our world, there's a lot of fear and there's things to be afraid of. And there's also things that we're afraid of that maybe we don't need to be afraid of. So we're just going to dig into that kind of stuff today. There's fear everywhere, guys, on both sides of the political spectrum, on both sides of the religious spectrum. We're afraid of a lot of things, maybe different things, but we're afraid. And that fear is helping us to do some pretty weird things and act kind of strangely. I want to start by kind of differentiating fear with worry and anxiety because fear is an emotion. And there's things that we really feel fear about, but those things are often in the moment. So in the moment, you're on a haunted trail and you are feeling afraid. In the moment, you have a loved one who is very ill and you are feeling afraid. Fear is in the moment. There's this thing that makes you feel fear, whatever that thing is, in the moment. But I think much of the time these days, we are struggling with something I want to call projected fear. We are pushing that into what might possibly be a danger in the future And I think really that's more of worry and anxiety because it's something that we might need to be afraid of. It's not in the moment. It's not something that we're actually being fearful of at the moment. It's not something that's a perceived danger in the moment. It's this possibility of danger. It's a potential danger that we might need to be afraid of. And this is the kind of fear that makes us do strange things. At my school, we have a guy who does a lot of behavior work with our kids, and he is really into mindfulness. And that's the idea of bringing your mind into this moment so that you can actually focus, that you can actually concentrate, you can actually think clearly about the things in the moment that you're trying to do. And he will remind the kids over and over again that very often our mind is either thinking about things in the past and we're feeling concerned or worry about that, or we're thinking about things in the future. And we're not actually mindful in the moment of what is actually happening around us. And so we do mindful exercises where we sit quietly, we pay attention to what our body feels like being still, we pay attention to what our breath feels like as we're breathing in and out, and we're actively bringing our mind into this present moment with our body and what is actually happening to us. Another way to think about this is grounding exercises where you're thinking about What can I see? What can I hear? What can I smell? What can I taste? What can I feel? And it puts you back into the actual moment. And that's actually very helpful for people with anxiety or people who have panic attacks because it's bringing you back into the moment in your body, in your mind, and you're not projecting this stuff. But guys, I think this is part of our big problem these days with this fear that we're struggling with. And many of us are struggling with anxiety and worry. But it's not about things that we should actually be afraid of in the moment. It's this projected fear, things that we're worried about. We know a lot these days, thanks to the news, thanks to social media, and you can always find something else to be worried about. 
it used to be you just had the things in your actual real life and in your actual small circle in your little community that you were concerned about and maybe feeling afraid about or worrying about. But we can now know what's happening around the entire world in all kinds of little communities around the world with people that we've never met before, with people we never will meet before. And we are surrounded by this brokenness thanks to the technology in our culture. And I think it's too much for us. Like I really honestly think we can't handle it physically. Like Our minds are not equipped. Our emotions are not equipped to handle this level of knowledge of brokenness. And so it's really hard for us to live in the moment, in our present moment, in our present circumstances with the people who are actually around us and the things that are actually happening to us at the moment. And it's very easy for us to get projected into the future, into the past, into other areas where we might even not know the people or the situations that are happening, but we can feel that emotion feel their worry, their fear, their pain. And it's a lot. It's a lot. As I look at certain segments of the population these days, and once again, back to evangelical Christians, I see people that are very afraid of things. And it reminds me of my cult days. Unfortunately, I'm going to say this again and again, because it reminds me of people in my cult days that were so afraid of the real world. They were so afraid of the things out in the world. They were afraid of what was going to happen to their children in the world. They were afraid that everything was falling apart in the world, that evil was becoming so strong. And somehow they had to protect their families and you know stop these bad and evil things from happening. Spoiler alert, it didn't work. It did not work. I know many families who kept their kids from all kinds of knowledge of everything and they still went out there and they still figured it out and they still walked away from their families and their faith and everything else. It did not work. Sheltering and protecting and trying to keep your kids from all the evils in the world, like it doesn't work. The world is broken. We're all broken. And the best thing we can do is prepare people for the experiences they're going to have But trying to protect and shelter and control is not going to work. When I look at Bill Gothard and I look at his conferences that he began in the 70s, 80s, 90s, all the way through, and is still somewhat active, at least his organization is, in the homeschooling community and other conservative Christian communities. But it was all about this fear. And he tapped into the fear by saying, if you follow these formulas, then I can control these things that you're afraid of. If you follow these steps, then you will have blessings. If you follow these steps, then you'll have success. If you do this, this, and this, then I can guarantee that these bad things you're afraid of won't happen to your family. But it wasn't true. It doesn't work that way. There is this absolutely terrible diagram that comes around on Facebook every now and then. I still see it. And it's called the umbrella diagram. It has absolutely no scriptural backing. It's ridiculous. But you're going to see this umbrella. There's a huge umbrella. And if you stay under God's rule and authority and you follow his rules and his formulas and all this kind of stuff, then you will be protected as a man. And the first one is like this husband kind of a thing. And then if the wife stays under his authority and follows his rules and his formulas and the things he wants you to do, then she's protected from the enemy or the world or whatever it is you're afraid of. And if the children stay under the parents' authority and they obey, and it's all about power and authority and like these different power dynamics then they will supposedly be protected from the dangers of the world. But 
if you step out from under that authority, if you disobey, if you refuse to go along with whatever it is they're trying to get you to do, then you are now in free reign of getting just this, you know, damage and the fearful things that are going to happen to you. And it's completely fear-based, completely fear-based. And guys, not only Gothard capitalizes on fear, but I have seen this so often just in the public sphere lately of people in charge, people in power, wanting to keep power and doing that through fear. Let's make you afraid and you are much easier to control. I can then sell formulas to you and you're going to believe them because of your fear and because you want to have control over this broken world. Guys, we long for certainty. I think that we think that will stop our fear if we have certainty, if we have control, but formulas don't work. They don't work in our broken world. There's no way to guarantee an outcome. You could do this, that, and this, and you can still end up with an outcome you don't want because our world is broken and the people in it are broken and it is just corrupted by sin at a very deep level. And so there are things that are going to happen that are wrong that are bad, that hurt, that are painful. And there's nothing we can do about it because we don't have the level of control that we want to have. There are plenty of real things to be afraid of in this broken world. There are plenty of actual present dangers that some of us experience. Some of us don't, but some of us do experience these actual dangers. But we don't have to manufacture these what ifs. It is unnecessary to manufacture these possible dangers, dangers that might happen. What if this and this and this happens? Many times things that we assume are very dangerous just aren't. Like we see things differently and differences can be frightening. They can be scary because we're not used to them. And so often those differences become something that we are afraid of. I think about my cult days and there were so many things that we thought were dangerous and scary rock music, secular colleges, dating. I mean, just so many things that were just a normal part of everyday life that became this danger. We were being protected from the world because the world was dangerous. The people in the world were dangerous. They were trying to get us to backslide. You know, immodest clothing was dangerous. Being out in the world, all these things were just dangerous. And yet they're not. They're not. But I see the same thing happening in our secular world, in our Christian churches that aren't crazy, that aren't culty. And yet the same idea is happening where we have these things that we are so afraid of because we don't know about them. They're different. We haven't experienced them. We don't know anybody who's like this. And because we are afraid of these things, it just keeps us from getting to know more about them and actually finding out that maybe they're not as dangerous as we think they are. Maybe they aren't really something to be afraid of. Differences doesn't mean that they're necessarily wrong. Sometimes it's just different and that's okay. How do we move forward? How do we become people who are not afraid and who are not governed by fear? I think it's really important to understand this whole in the moment thing. Like in my present moment in this world, am I really in danger? In this present moment in my actual world, am I really in a situation that makes me need to be afraid? Or am I projecting potential dangers and potential frightening situations into my future that I don't even know are really going to be there? Are there things in my life that I am truly in danger from? Or are these things just different and I'm not comfortable with them and they make me feel strange and 
you know, they're just different and I don't know anything about them. Is this something that I could learn about? Is there somebody that I could get to know to find out more about these things that feel so dangerous that perhaps they're just different? Perhaps it's something that I just don't understand, but I could open my eyes a little bit and be willing to learn from someone and see a different perspective. Guys, there's so many things that we can do something about that doesn't require just hiding and putting up guards and trying to shelter ourselves from things that are just dangerous. The world is broken. It is always going to be broken until Jesus comes back and reigns and fixes it all. But it's going to be broken. And yet at the same time, God is still sovereign. There are things that happen because of the brokenness in our world caused by sin that don't make sense. And they're hard to wrap our minds around. Wars and death and violence and abuse and just all kinds of things that happen. You're like, how is this possible? How is God allowing this to happen? And it it feels scary. And yet we have to hold on to this other paradox that even though the world's broken, God is still good. And he's still in control. We cannot control our lives. We cannot control our lives. And yet we can trust God. I think the thing that makes me just feel the most secure in this broken world that is so out of control is the fact that this is not the end. This is not the end of my life. This is not the end of life as we know it. And yes, this world is broken and my experience here in this world is going to be broken and things are going to happen and it's going to hurt and I'm going to cry and it's going to be sad and it's going to be scary sometimes. And yet my life doesn't end when my body dies here in this world. Like life is just beginning. And when I don't expect this world to be perfect and when I don't expect it to have all the answers and when I don't expect it to give me everything I want, And I recognize that this is temporary situation and God is going to make all things new and beautiful and wonderful and I'm going to be in heaven with him forever. I have this peace that doesn't make sense. I have confidence in this mess. I don't have to have all the answers. I don't have to have all of the answers for the brokenness. I don't have to have all the answers for what's happening around me. I don't have to have the answers for people that I don't agree with. I can just sit there and recognize that like, yeah, it's broken. God is good. God is sovereign. And this is not the end. I think it's important for us to live well as believers in Jesus, to live faithfully in the moment, in this present moment with God, with the Holy Spirit, with the people around us in community, and just really reject this worry and anxiety that's projecting fear into the possible future, potential things that might happen. And we don't need to live like that. God will give us grace for the moment, in the moment, as we just rest with him, with his Holy Spirit, in this present moment. So I hope that encourages you guys. I hope that you can let go of this fear, and not the fear in the moment of things that are actually happening, but fear of what might happen, which really is worry and anxiety. I want to close with a verse. This is from Philippians 4. And he's just exhorting his fellow believers in Philippi. And he says to them, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let everyone see your gentleness. The Lord is near. He's encouraging their hearts. Do not be anxious about anything. Instead, in every situation, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, tell your requests to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of respect, 
whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if something is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. And I think so much of our worry and anxiety and fear can be avoided if we're not spending our time thinking about what might be and focusing on these things that are just so negative and bad. And I'm not saying to not fear or worry about things that are in your present life, in your present moment. I'm just saying that there's so many things that we grab and hold on to, things that we don't need to be holding on to, things that we can be letting go of, and just resting in the truth of who God is, of what his plan for the world is, and that ultimately, even if this world is not okay, we will be okay because of Jesus, because of our relationship with Jesus, and living with him forever in eternity where everything is beautiful and perfect and there is no worry, anxiety, or fear. I hope that's encouraged your hearts today, guys. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love to have you join me over on my Substack at christylinwood.substack.com for newsletters, notes, and a community of people who are searching for the real God.